No. Freestyle, go. Fuck Toronto. Bean. What? That Toronto. was shit. What the fuck does Who are we talking about Toronto anything? for? Bean. No, I'm not taking that <laughs> shit. Hell no. Where the <laughs> fuck did Toronto come from? He was saying Bean no matter what I said, and you're just tagging along with it. You said fuck Toronto. Am I not? Am I wrong? Yes. I mean, no, but yes. Here, take your bean. Oh, say less. <laughs> Blessed. Oh, no, it's toothpaste. It is. I kind of want a berry blue. Berry blue sucks. I wanted a toothpaste one yeah, dog. Now I got to deal with toothpaste and white monster. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I'm not switching the cameras. <laughs> Are they both recording? Yeah. Oh, there's us. So it's just been on you the whole time. Cool. I'm glad that they oh, got to see that. Manually switching? Yeah. So oh, that's interesting. He's yeah, playing producer over there, and he's trying to figure it out for the first time. Yeah, I'm oh. just going to have to remember that every time I talk, click or your he finger. talks, yeah. click the finger, and every time you start talking, click, click the, the finger. finger. What? Click the finger. Click the finger. Yeah, th that's a clicking motion. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Let it happen, okay? Still uh, reeling from last night. It's all good. I understand. Yeah. And now I have even more good news that we're going to start it off with. Wilder Cartagena Cartagena is uh, reportedly officially a lion, a CDM coming from the UAE mm -hmm. by way of Lima, Peru. Uh, what seems as a or what seems like a Sabos replacement from the highlights that we watched, it's a uh, he's a menace. Absolutely, straight up menace. Not afraid to put a yellow card challenge in and get a yellow. So maybe we see the same thing. I believe it was you that said it, Dave. Um, he looks. I was. He looks. <laughs> That's <laughs> just not him. That's still you. <laughs> he looks like Caesar when he first came in. A lot of reckless challenges, a lot of unnecessary fouls. He's really physical, but I think over time, as we saw with Cesar, he'll slowly start to develop. He'll he'll understand the league more. He'll understand the referees. How and he'll, they are. Yeah, and he'll understand, and then he'll develop kind of the same way Cesar did. Cesar, Caesar, fuck. Cesar Araujo. Araujo. <coughs> what a man. What a what a guy. What a guy, man. That that was a great performance by him last night. Like we said, if we bit we rate it, we rate him highly on this show. You know what I mean? But well, a lot of us do. One of us doesn't. That's, and that's why, why he's not on. The yeah, show I was gonna yet. say that's why he's not in the room every show, every time. Fair. <laughs> uh, if you're thinking that Caesar is not <sighs> possibly our best player. If not the best player in our club right now, you're just straight up wrong. No two ways about it. Yeah, no, I mean, literally the spark that we needed last night. Mm -hmm. And I was gonna send, I was gonna send you guys a message earlier, and I was like, he needs to calm down. He's like way into, you know, he's he's getting too fired up about these these fouls and stuff like that. But just enough to not get a card. Well, I mean, and then just kind of get that emotion to, f to go on to everybody else. Yeah, but he had a right to be passionate about those fouls because a lot of them were, like, just complete horseshit pro-referee <laughs> fouls. Jeez. To start with, at least. And then he kind of understood that, you know, I'm not trying to fuck Orlando City over again. Nope. Yeah, um, I realized, so I hurt my back before this, so I couldn't be in the wall. Um, but I realized after that dickhead called the – uh, offsides, but it wasn't an offsides, and the center official like yeah. let us play on. Pato Benji situation. Yeah, and I was over there giving him hell. I sent you the clip. We'll see if we'll throw it in here. But um, fucking, I I can't be allowed to be that close to those guys. <laughs> like I literally see all these families and these kids. Like, mom, what's fucking prick mean? <laughs> <laughs> and the parent says, "That's what that guy is." That's yeah, you get used to a certain way of life, per se, yep. in the wall, that you can just kind of yell almost anything that you want, and then everybody will either just not say anything, you won't get any weird looks, or they'll get behind you in whatever you say. Well, yeah, when the, when the official turns and looks at me after I said it a couple of times, it's like, I, shit. Yeah, you're closer. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot yeah. closer than I normally am. And I, hey, give them hell all the way around the stadium. That's yeah, that's uh, what this uh, stadium's supposed to be, the, the new so-called purple palace apparently is what we're going with now <laughs> purple palace I've public no, I've park i've never heard that before yesterday we had at least two or three people come up with fan reaction and say it yep. so it's kind of a i guess a new thing unless we're all just totally out of the loop on it being called the purple palace um another new name that i came across someone messaged us on twitter 
and says that we should get it to be or that game you know how there's the the running of the wall match mm -hmm. we should get that game to be known as the when it rains it pours match because when did it start raining second half mm -hmm. when did we score all the goals second half except well, obviously except for the one so when it started raining it started pouring goals yeah so i saw a tweet that was like I don't know what was in that rain, but full Florida man mm -hmm. came out of yep. that, that team. Yep. And we just – it's the truth, though. I mean, something in the Florida rain. New York could not yeah. handle it. Actually, I, I told him, like, right before both goals went in, I said, it feels cool. Like, you can feel the rain coming. Yeah, there and was it was the wind. same way with the yeah. goals. Like, as soon as the rain hit and the goals started hitting. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a beautiful all-round performance. I mean – there's a lot. There was a lot of pressure on Poppy going into this game, mm -hmm. and he answered answered the call. So if I need to keep, you know, if we need to keep putting pressure on him every single game for the rest of the season to have these type of performances come out, then shoot, let's keep hey, the pressure on, man. I don't want <laughs> that I mean? man having a heart attack at 63 or hey, whatever it is. I if he wins us, if he wins us two cups before then, <laughs> I'm, kidding, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. Yeah. Uh, also, we want consistency, which is why Kanata's saying, you know, if, if the pressure is what works, keep the pressure going. So Yeah, but it's not like you want to be, like, every single match. Going no, like your, your job's on the yeah. line. But you know doing. you know for the rest of your season that your job's on the line. You need to go out there and put a string of consistent performances together or at come the end of the season, you're going to have to answer. Mm -hmm. So it's like... David tweeted out, he's like, the Wolves were there to we wish you well in your future endeavors and ended up doing a post-match <laughs> interview with, with, Miguel, with yeah. Miguel talking about how great everything is and how much they love Oscar I and everything. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. I saw the interview with Miguel, and then now you saying that. I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, like, my thought was, oh, wow, it's cool seeing our owners. At a semifinal. Also, an NFL game show up at a semifinal for us. And then hopefully they're here for the final in September. They'll definitely be here for that. the final. I think they'll be here for the final. You know what I mean? You you see owners of all the clubs show up for finals. Yeah. So they so. seem very invested in us here. So. <laughs> Except for the Cronkies. Cronkies showed up to the preseason game, so maybe they're <laughs> turning the corner, dog. <laughs> yeah, he'll show up to it. Mm. And the Glazers. Josh, Josh Cronkie shows up at Stan that – which it's good for him because if he flew, if he showed up at Emirates, he'd probably be leaving in a body bag. You know, I really can't say you're wrong. No, it's it's probably best for him to just sit there and let Edu and Mikel keep his credit card and do what they're doing right now, and just be a a face. I would I would have to say so. Um, yeah, moving back <laughs> towards Orlando City because I feel like we always drift to Europe at some point. Yeah. Um, Coming back across was a 5-1, I'm going to say thrashing of the Red Bulls, especially in the second half. First half wasn't so great. Second half, like we said, when it rains, it pours. Came right out of the gate in the second half. Put one in the back of the net. That, I believe that was Mo's goal. That was Mo putting it in the bottom yeah. left corner. Um, very composed finish. Saw someone on Twitter say that was like the amount of time that he had for the ball to meet his foot and the amount of, of shit that you can overthink just in those few seconds, maybe even less than a second, is crazy. So for him to be able to stay composed and finish that like he did was impressive. Yeah, and he even, like, to the point where he stuck his foot out at the perfect time, too, to where the challenge was committed already mm. by, I forget who it was, on the Red Bulls. So even if he missed that shot, he's going down there, and he has a shout for a penalty because the contacts being made solely on the outside of his foot like there's no winning that ball he's going through him like mm -hmm. you just watch the little things that Mauricio does and it's just like this is why yep. he's played at the highest level you know what I mean he he's played in the Champions League you know so it's crazy to watch him play it's 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 a joy like I said you know him and Araujo the two players out there just watching the little things that they do every time they're on the ball Incredible. I think we saw a lot of class from someone else that you didn't mention right there was Facundo. Yes. The, the the perfect touches or just the touches to be able to maneuver out of a tight space, even when the ball is like 20, 30 feet up in the air, for him to be able to bring it down. I know in w at least one scenario there's two guys on him. He was able to bring it down. It was still bouncing a little bit, and he could flick it into a space where only he could get to it mm -hmm. and get away from those two guys. 
is showing his class, even like, though it may not come in goals and assists. It's like the little things, like you said, that he can do and, and get away from players. The combo of him and Pato linking up is becoming lethal. Mm-hmm. We saw it a little bit in the Arsenal match, and now we really saw like the full effect of it on an MLS opposition. And Alexander Pato's still that guy. You know what I mean? He's not scoring goals as much. He's not doing it in contributions that much, but he is still that guy. He can make any man miss and put a ball in any area. Like, you're seeing, we saw this all the time where he's putting a ball into the box from the outside the 18, and Juan is just, like, a little bit late to run underneath it because he doesn't think the ball is going to curve as far as it does. And it's like, nope, it curves, dies right on the touchline down there, man. Like, you've mm-hmm. got to run underneath that every time. Yep. Like, it's crazy. All right, Dave, I don't know what you're trying to show me, but I was trying to show you, like, the the schedule. They they jammed the the final in between the Miami game and the Philly game. Mm. Yeah. So we play Sunday the fourth, then we play Wednesday the seventh, which is the U.S. Open Cup final, then we play Saturday the tenth. Yeah. So So OCB's playing against Miami. That's exactly what someone said on Twitter. It's like play all the kids. Doesn't matter. It's Miami. You can still get a draw out of that game. Yeah. I mean, if we as long as we leave with points in that game, I'm happy. Even, and if we l- draw, depending on the lineup that we throw out there, then mm-hmm. or we lose, I'm sorry, you know, so be it, depending on the lineup we put out there. If we walk away with that open cup. As if our form dips next month, like, don't want it to happen. I'm not, I didn't switch the camera. Didn't, I knocked on wood, I promise. Um, <coughs> but Sarah form dips next month, and then it goes into that Miami match. I don't care what the score is in that game. That should not affect Oscar's saying in this whatsoever. Unless he's playing, like, our full starting 11. If he's playing our full starting 11, that is the only thing that is not a good sight from him because you have a final three days later. Well, so that, uh, oh, sorry, that entire month of September is fucked because we play from the 4th to the 17th, we have five games, which is stupid. 13 days, five games? Yeah, which we play realistically every three days, aside from one day we have three days off. So another fucked month. Yeah, half yeah. a month. Well, it's World Cup schedule, man. It's doing it to every league. We're seeing it even overseas in the Premier League next year where literally they're going to be doing the same thing for the first and second half of the season, playing every three days. So. Yeah, but you'd think, you know, knowing the World Cup is in November, right, they'd space it out better or at least maybe start earlier. We want to make sure that we're all the way through, done with the playoffs before the World Cup could be happening. And you know that could run late into December normally. Yeah, but if you know that that could be a problem, why not start earlier? Did we not? I thought we started a week earlier this year, too, or two weeks earlier. No. I have no clue, to be honest. But even then, you, I don't even know. I was going to say shorten the season, but I'll be fucked, especially coming off of yeah, COVID. I, I can't hate. I can't hate because every other league in the world is doing it as, as too. You know what I mean? Everybody's congested they're because yeah, it. they're they're trying. If it was literally just us scrambling to try to figure out a way to do this, then it is what it is. But the fact that I know that Arsenal's going to be playing every three days, Chelsea's going to be playing every three days, United's going to be playing every three days, and then you're going to get into the peak of the season with cups and Champions League and Europa League. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be playing every two days. So, so this all goes back to. Money laundering, fuck former FIFA, fuck Qatar. Yep. And uh, World Cup 2026. Exactly. Should have been in Orlando. Should have been in Orlando, but hey, all comes back to then fuck Atlanta. Fuck Atlanta. Very good thing to be talking about Miami as well. Cyclical sport. Both of them, yeah. Um, So we talked about our second goal right there. The third goal was Araujo's second goal. Yep. Fine finish from the boy, I can say. Off the volley? Yeah, that was kind of surprising for him. I don't expect it from a CDM. So for him to be able to stay that composed, it's almost like another Mauricio thing, is another good thing to see that he's even working his way up kind of (coughs) in his – I believe you said he's finally finding his finishing boots or something like that. Yeah, if he's found his finishing boots, we're going to be – he has the makings and all the intangibles of a world-class six. You know what I mean? If he continues to develop at the rate he's developing and if he's found his finishing boots, 
man, let's just enjoy him while we have him because mm. he is going to be playing in La Liga, in Syria, in the Prem before we know it. Yep. And it's it's just going to be, you know. Uh, between him, no, go ahead. I was going to say between him and Facundo. Yeah, I was going to say maybe, maybe we realize that and maybe that's why, maybe that's the reason why he brought in this new CDM. I think we realize we're one Araujo injury away from having a very serious problem on our hands. Especially we after getting rid of Sabos. Sabos yeah. yeah, we had literally zero depth or any player stylistically similar to him. And he's such a huge, huge part to the way we play. So, yeah, I think it's it's realizing that, one, he's not going to be here for a long time, and two, if something happens to him right now, what are we going to do? Fuck. Play Kyle Smith there and just hope that he does it because we throw Kyle Smith in every position that we need no, somebody Joey in. Desert. Yeah, Joey Desart, but, you know, he's still not even – he's, he's more yet. of an eight. You know what I mean? He's. I wouldn't sit there and trust him to play that six role. And even same with Andres. Mm-hmm. That's why we're bringing in Wilder Carter. I, I, I seriously don't know how to say it. Cartagena because I'm white. I'm going Cartagena. Um, I was looking at his transfer market, little profile. He's played as a DM – just as a flat-out eight, also just to see him. Right mid, center back, and right back. Oh, the right back was only one match, so who knows what really happened there. But him also having that versatility and still being a, a very good player is something that will help us out a lot because we've seen that we need players that have that versatility also. So bringing him in is going to be decent. It's huge for MLS teams to find versatile players. <laughs> I, cl- I just clicked dude. off of OBS. Oh. There we go. Go ahead. We're still fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's huge for MLS teams to find that versatile player that can play multiple positions because mm-hmm. you're not going to have that deep pockets where you can have, you know, players in every single position that are, you know, going to provide that depth. You need players that can play across the front line. You need players that can play across the back line. Yep. Like, so I think something that was huge for us, we saw it against Arsenal. We saw it again against Red Bulls. Antonio Carlos being in that back line just gives everybody that extra confidence. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, even early in the game, I think it was like 45 seconds in, quick play, pass down the line, down into that half space, and Kilma was literally sitting there, or however you say, Klima or whatever the fuck, nine. You you say, however you say his name, literally sitting there to try to get into space on the top of the box, and you just see Antonio commit, time the tackle perfectly, win the ball back. Like, Schlegel doesn't do that. You know what I mean? I love Schlegel. Schlegel doesn't give me that. Mm -hmm. I'm cringing when I see Schlegel commit because he's going to take somebody out because I don't think he's timed it right. I don't worry about that when Antonio's back there. Antonio's one-on-one with any player on the pitch. I know he can stand them up and make them pass the ball away. He's not going to get beat. He may, but it's not going to be easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a much better defender. I was going to try to throw an adjective in there, but that's straight up, he's just a better defender than mm-hmm. Rodrigo. There's no two ways about it. I feel like I've said that a lot. Don't know why. Um, it, you do feel more confident when he's on the pitch. Schlegel's more erratic. He can get a yellow at any point in time. He could be unfortunate and get two yellows back-to-back in a wall on a free kick. You never know. Um yeah, so the confidence in there for our back line being next to Robin and even Ruan out on the right for him to have the confidence to be able to go up and know that Antonio is there instead of Rodrigo probably gives a morale boost to everybody in the stadium and everybody on the pitch wearing a purple or sunshine kit. Uh, it's just massive, massive for our club. I think we also saw Juan be much more reserved in how he got up and down the pitch. Like, yes, he's still much more advanced than um, Moutinho gets where he drops back into that f- back three. Mm-hmm. But Juan wasn't just up the field all the time. He was still sitting there being able to connect that, you know, the midfield to the attack and then the attack back to the midfield. He also he gave that option. He gave us that width when we needed him to. But he was m- much more dynamic as a two, you know, than we've seen him bef- ever. Yeah, he had a lot more freedom down that right side. And, and, yeah, I think Antonio is a big part of that. 
Um, he didn't look like a step off. Like you, you couldn't tell he hasn't played that much since his injury, and he looked on it every time. He was passionate. All of his tackles were crisp. He demands the ball. Yeah. He demands to be on the ball, and like literally, I remember sitting there like six minutes into the game, and he's screaming at Janssen because Janssen's just, you know, doing his thing, taking time on the ball slowly moving it up but he's demanding he wants that ball because he wants to switch and he sees something that somebody doesn't you know what i mean we miss that mm -hmm. we don't we don't have that type of player yeah also like i said before we missed that attacking threat off of a set piece which we saw with our first goal was it right yeah the yeah, first he goal flicked on the header antonio flicks the header off the post cesar gets his first goal mm -hmm. i said it before i've said it I think quite a few times, to be honest, but we miss that big presence that we can always rely on to get ahead on it. That yeah. athlete. You have Janssen in there. You have Kara in there sometimes, but Kara is just a a big man with cement blocks his feet. Janssen just kind of seems to get unlucky. It almost, I, I don't want to bring this back to my former playing career. But I would never find myself on the end of a corner somehow. I would make runs to the front post, back post, like pick up the trash at the end if it just rolled through. He's just never. not as athletic, though. You know what I mean? Like He doesn't yes. get up in the air as much as Antonio does. So I think that also plays into it, you know? Yeah, it's been, I like just to, just to say it's unlucky because he can win headers. You know he can win headers oh, of because course. of his defensive abilities. So for him to not really get that same chance on corners, as it seems, I'd, I'd just like to say it's unlucky. I'd rather have him just sit, like, right outside the box and just wait for anything to kind of just, just like, rocket it yeah. back and <laughs> put it back. Yeah, with, with his boot. Oh, That first free kick that we had, and where Mo his. took it and put it right into the wall, it should have been. should have been Janssen. Because he, he could have put a left foot on that, curled it right to the, like, the post that they were almost in line with. Could have been a goal early. Yeah, uh, he's a center back, but he's so fucking clinical. Like, even in warm-ups. Like, he always mm -hmm. has one shot, and it's always a banger. Yep. I don't know how or why, but he is possibly our best striker. Yet, he's playing on the opposite side of the pitch. Um, our fourth goal, I'm just kind of running through the goals here. Uh, the fourth goal was Facundo. He's, this, was, I, this was the offsides. Yeah. One right? Yeah. No, that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that was. Uh, fourth was goal, yes, yes. Pato, yes. then Benji was offside. I feel like <laughs> if we were on the other side of that, we'd be complaining about it. But obviously, we're not going to complain about it. Facundo's wide open. Uh, yeah, I completely understand the gripe. You know what I mean? But the center official didn't blow his whistle, so why are you, why are you stopping? You know what yeah, I mean? You see, you see the flag go up, and you're like, oh, okay, we're fine. But then the, the whistle's not blown. You're always taught to play to the whistle. Yep. Now. 99.9% .9 of the time you see that flag go up, the whistle's being blown. So, from a player's perspective, the flag is almost the same as a whistle. Yeah, no, I completely understand that being like muscle you know, muscle memory at that point and just a reaction. But, I don't know, man. Especially as that AR. Mm. It's times like that where you wish you had VAR in this kind of game. You could just see, see this guy in the corner when the center ref was walking over there to talk to him. He knew he fucked up. Like, he knew he fucked up big time there. They like, are? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you can't do that. In a semifinal no. of the biggest cup competition we have here in the United States, you have to be better than that. But it's, it's not really a bad call. It is. Mm, no. Are you? I why are you putting your flag up before the player even receives the ball? I thought it was obvious, like when I was at the game. But watching the replay back, I'm learning the cameras. Go ahead, keep going. Heard. But when I was watching it back, it's not as obvious that Pato touched it. So that's probably what the debate was. I mean, I had really good seats there, and it literally happened right in front of me pretty much like in line with the AR and it was obvious from that perspective that Benji did not get a foot on that ball. Yeah, but it's not And the flag went up mm. before the ball had even been received by anybody. That's where the issue lies. If it if that's the truth, if you watch yes, the replay, but at the same time you're watching him come back, you're watching him track the ball. The ball is dropping right at his feet. 
as an AR, you want to make that call. You want to make it right. So your mind is already seeing that, and you're not expecting Pato to over the shoulder bring it down with his left, foot, right foot, left. Yeah, foot. I, I'm just saying there's a little more space in between Benji and Pato than it seems on that. Like, there was a good yard, two yards in between them. I feel like. Yeah, um, but two yards in in all reality is not that much space. And then you also can go back it to it being quote-unquote active play because I would say I would almost say that he was involved in active play because he made Pato release quote-unquote the ball and then Benji slotted it out to Mauricio or whoever it was out there so technically was he still involved in active play yes but did he touch the ball first no so when does that active play start is it after Pato touches the ball and then he's not off sides or is it before if he interfered with the defenders while he was off sides then yes i would see that say that's the active play but he came from an offside position back into an onside position received the ball and passed it back out without interfering with any of defenders tracks you know not tripping anybody up he wasn't the reason that that goal was scored you know what i mean like yes he did receive the ball but we always see nines come back in from offside positions take that ball and then feed it back out you know, you see that game in, game out. I Like I said, there was, in my opinion, a little more space than what is on the replay between the two. And my big thing is, is the flag went up before it hit anybody's foot. You didn't know who was going to receive that ball. Like, yes, you're anticipating that Pato is going to let that go, but you can't. You can't. Like, you've got 50 yards in front of you before the goal. You see Benji take it down, turn, flag goes up. You know what I mean? You don't need to be the guy that's like, oh, it's a foot. There it is. And it's like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Because then he instantly starts running again because he knows he fucked up. Like, yeah, it's uh, just, you got to be better than that, in my opinion. Then it comes back again to, do you have VAR? No. So you don't have that backup plan just in case you were wrong. Because you teach the ARs nowadays, you see, like, play on for 20 seconds, and then they put the flag up. And you're like, well, why didn't you put the flag up earlier? Yeah. So you could have had that situation also occur, but obviously there's no VAR, which is another talking point as to how is there not – at this. I hate VAR, but at this point you have made it kind of mandatory to make sure you're getting the right calls 80% of the time, 90% of the time, even though pro gets those 10 20% wrong, even with VAR. This but is the first year. how do you not year. have it? This is the first year. This is the first year the case makes sense that everybody makes that USL sides and the smaller clubs don't necessarily have the facilities to set up a proper VAR. So then you're relying on improper usage in these matches that's going to sway. So say in Sacramento, like they have a great stadium for a USL side. Yeah. But they're not going to have the same opportunities to collect all the angles that we do mm. at, say, Exploria or even at, you know, Q2 or any of these stadiums. So this is the first year since, what, 2008 was the last time that a USL side made it to a final? Yeah. That you can really make that case and the reason that they've – it's the same thing and you know with the EFL and the FA Cup. You know, what are you going to do? You're going to expect these League One – so Sunday league sides to come out there and, and put VAR up against a Premier League side because that's who they drew. Do you copy kind of what England is doing to where they play the semifinals and the finals at Wembley? Do you have one stadium that you where you get to this point? If, if where it gets that to the point, yes. You, where you do that or you just make sure no, you can't. I was going to say you make sure that it's always played at the better stadium. But it's got to be neutral that. if you're going to if you're going to force it to yeah. not be a home bid thing. Then yeah, it's got to yeah, be so neutral site. For the East semifinal, let's say you have one somewhere, what's like Middle East, uh, let's, Nashville. Let's just go to Nashville. Yeah, new stadium. The would East be great. is always nice. played there, and then the West is always played in LAFC Stadium. You know, something sure. like that. Yeah, to where you are ensured that you have VAR because at this point you've made it mandatory, like I said. Or you just pick a football stadium out that way because it's a semifinal, you know what I mean? still not dragging in that many people. It'll look bad. No, but you can, I mean, say in the West you do it in Seattle Stadium, you know what I mean? That doesn't look bad. You switch it up every year, even that. So you you pick a football stadium, you only open up the lower bowl because we're not going to fill up the whole stadium, of course. But if you want to make it neutral, make it completely neutral. Then what do you do about the final? 
the final is just like the Super Bowl every year. You know what I mean? You pick a different location. Whether it's on the east or the west. East or the west, right. And that's just your home team, you know, quote, unquote, depending on the region. It fucks over fans. It does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like it'd be better for Sacramento fans if the game was played in Texas than it is being played here in Orlando. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's great for us because it's home. It's right here. But imagine if that game was in Sacramento. We're not getting the fuck out that way. I'm not spending $1,000 on the plane tickets, $500 on a hotel for two nights. Yeah, that's where the argument comes in to not have it like that. Because in London, or, yeah, that's where Wembley is, London and England, you have, um, what, from, like, Manchester to London, it's, like, three hours? Well, you're you're talking about... A nation that's the size of the state of Texas. Yeah, that's that's the so point that's the up, that's the hard that, part. Yeah, so you don't from Sacramento to Orlando, way way farther than it is from Manchester to London. So you don't have that same accessibility for fans, which is then why you just kind of keep it at the venues like you have currently. Yeah, it kind of sucks that we're such a big space. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of. Myself included. I mean, I obviously want to see us become more like the big leagues, like the Premier League, Serie A, and, you know, La Liga. But we really are our own thing here. And we've kind of got to embrace that while still learning from the other, you know, Mm -hmm. things that are out there. We're never going to have that type of passion and that rage that you feel when you're a Londoner and you see you're either a Chelsea or an Arsenal fan, you see that Tottenham kit. You know what I mean? Fuck Tottenham. Because the difference is is Orlando and Oviedo is the distance between Tottenham and Arsenal. You know what I mean? Whereas here we got four hours between our closest rival. Mm-hmm. Either direction. You're never going to have that close, you know, hatred. So we're our own thing here. We're growing. It's great for the league. Orlando City and Charlotte and Minnesota really saved us in the the friendlies because, damn, did Miami get smacked. But we're growing, and we're doing the right thing here. Yeah. I'm going to move into the fifth goal. Speaking of five goals, Benji. 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 I believe it was Facundo that put the ball in. Yes, sir. And then Benji almost missed another goal, but he did not. Kissed it off the inside of the post and then kissed it off the inside of the other post. I saw somebody that tweeted that Benji didn't stay on his feet after he took the shot, so that's how he knew the goal was going in. That is a really good point. (laughs) That's how he seems to score his goals, isn't it? If he's falling down, then he's scoring that goal. If he's staying on his feet and gets good contact on the ball, it's going wide. (laughs) Going wide or high. Yep. Um, Burb Burb said uh, he set the line. Yeah, it was three and a half. He set the line at three and a half uh, over under shots in warm-ups that would go over the bar. He only had two. Hey, he was dialed in. Uh, It was two. Two or maybe was it three? It was two because you had a bullshit one that was – he shot it right at the keeper and it rebounded right back. So does that mean Burb has to take three and a half beans now? Doesn't matter. Huh? Does that mean Burb has to take three and a half beans now? I wouldn't be opposed. Make it. No, make that's it that's a that's a good line for a Benji warm up. You know, it is a good line, he but he hit it too. But he was under, mm-hmm. so therefore you got it wrong and you get punished, right? Make it five, because he. Thought slash thinks Araujo. Oh, he gets the he gets a whole thing of beans at the end of the season whole for that. Hand for himself. Yeah, for the, at the he has That's to at least he has to sit here and at least eat five. No, we just we just make one giant bean, mash them all together. <laughs> I literally will lock no. that door with a padlock, <laughs> and set three cameras up in here, and he does not get to leave the room until he eats at least five of the beans, one for we each take, goal. We gotta take all the good ones out though. <laughs> How the fuck do you know what's good and what's not? Oh, you're well, like, like Barry okay, Blue. Yeah. He's just going to sit there like. <laughs> 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 Got to leave some dirty dishwaters for Bryce. Oh, man. So you brought up a point a couple pod episodes ago of playing Benji as striker. Would mm-hmm. it be better um, than Kara if we would have done that at the beginning of the season? Uh, or I think I it was the question was would it have been better for him? 
So and the yes way that he is the plays, answer. Yes. Does he have the full quality to uh-huh. be our starting number nine, number ten, or not? 10, and I don't think I, I record, yeah. You call it? I don't think no. any of us feel that way. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be our number nine. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that game, him scoring the fifth goal, will be a good confidence booster for him because he he needed a goal badly. Yes. Um, so for him to get that is good. It was just kind of a – the game was already over at that point, um, so it wasn't like a meaningful goal or anything, but it was definitely meaningful for him. Uh, he deserved it, man. Do we see him going on to be our starting nine going into the season over Kara now, or is Kara still in the front seat? Kara's going to start this next match, especially because Benji played, what, 80-something minutes? Oh uh, yeah, I agree. Not like this coming match, but like just going forward in the future. In meaningful game, I don't. You see, yes and no, because I kind of want to say that was tactical, and I don't know if I'm giving Oscar too much respect in that aspect, saying that that was his decision because tactically. But I kind of want to say that that was a tactical move that he knew he needed a more mobile striker and he needed somebody that was going to drop in and feed the ball to the wings rather than be that guy that's going to stay centrally and kind of just roll around up there i think i looked i might be totally wrong i want to say benji had 27 touches throughout the match that's what i was about to ask you which is a touch counter um on average 10 more than car 10 more yeah car got 21 last match but I'd still put him in that. He was on something range. last match. Yeah. For him to have four more touches than his average is absolutely ridiculous. Um, with more mobility, you're going to get more touches just because yep. you can move. Without being able to move, you're not going to get into the spaces. Um, so for him to be able to do that and still be able to run in behind because Caro does not have that ability is good for us, yes. But if we could find someone that could do that and have more quality, I think that would be the right move for us instead of a trying to find our next big number nine to replace Daryl. I'm s- yeah, I'm sorry for the constant Arsenal comparisons. Dickhead. But the way that we play and the and the mentality and the philosophies are very similar. And it's like us last year. Like, yes, Alexander Lacazette was good for us and did things well for us. But going out and getting that Gabriel Jesus unlocked a whole other aspect for us in our attack. So it's the same thing for, you know, Orlando City where it's like, yes, Benji's good for us. He could do well, and he kind of fits the mold of the player that we need, but he's not that guy. You know what I mean? Mm. So going out and getting somebody that's better at his tendencies and his styles would suit our team much better. Yeah, we find someone with a quality more than, or more quality than him. Apologies. We could be very scary going in the attack. Because Facundo finding his form, hopefully more form. Uh, Gio Akini. I, I want to see I, this kid. I didn't get to see him. You didn't. I don't think any of us got to see him last mm-hmm. night. Apparently he came on, just got a yellow. Not complaining. That's fine. Hey, he's a menace. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, then Ivana Angolo also coming in. Going to see replacements for Vanderwater. And uh, I guess we're just adding someone else. Jake has come in, and he's done a good job, but hasn't I don't I know he hasn't scored a goal I don't know if he's provided an assist but we need someone up there that can just finish it's (laughs) that was on you the whole time cool (laughs) didn't switch (laughs) it (laughs) sorry try to remember all this is it's too much it's hard producing over there you know what I mean producing especially while you're like one of the key parts of the show like for content creation it's hard um but Got a lot of I put a lot of shit on the scouts, you know, leading up to this game because of Kara and stuff like that. But these signings we're seeing this off season, or not off season, this you know window, we're moving with some decisiveness. You know what I mean? Like we're picking up players with opposite tendencies because we have we a need for players with opposite tendencies because of the way we play. We mm-hmm. need a we pick up Gio Kini, who's a player that can play the ball in from out wide, puts an early ball into the box, but also can cut in and do that kind of stuff. Our Facundo type player, you know, and then we pick up Angolo, who is a take on type player, strictly where he's gonna play on that right wing. He's gonna cut in, you know what I mean, with 
um, Huan sitting up there. That's something to talk about. So, you said Angolo on the right. It just reminded me Facundo was playing on the left yesterday. He looked decent, mm-hmm. but he doesn't playing on the left. He doesn't have that ability to cut in and then shoot on his strong foot, which is his left foot. Right. I think it was again tactical because we knew we needed three playmakers up the top. We knew that Pato was going to drop in and play that false roaming nine role. Um, and Facundo stayed wide and did what he needed to do, provide us that width and get open up those alleys on the inside for Pato to clean up and stuff like that. So, Which was really big because for the fourth goal, if Facundo sucks in, he's not out there for Mo to play that ball yep. across for him. Which we see time and time and time again in the past. Facundo getting sucked in, drifting in. He's in the th- on the top. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm trying. Hey, it's all good, my man. Uh, you uh, something you said reminded me to click. Good lord! All right, I'm just gonna keep my hand there because every time I move my hand, I forget. Yeah, I know. Uh, on Red Bull's goal, whenever we lost the ball, it was kind of right getting into their attacking third. We see Ruan sprint into the middle, try to win the ball back, but in the end, it comes back across to Lewis Morgan, and you see Ruan just getting back too late. And then Lewis Morgan finishes it right into the top corner. But, like, there's that discipline that still needs – the defensive discipline that Ruan still needs to have to not jet into the middle when they're still in their own half. Right. Like, yeah, you're you're doing a good thing trying to win the ball back, but you have defensive responsibilities down the other side of the pitch. Because Lewis Morgan had all the space in the world to hit that, and he, he picked out a beautiful finish. But you see Ruan just in one of the camera shots, one of the replays, just getting back. He just gets into the shot. It's like you, if you didn't sprint into the middle of the field, maybe we don't concede right before halftime. It's that dis- lack of discipline, and it's the lack of communication in our midfield because as soon as Ruan starts jump- running in, one of our midfielders needs to cycle out to the wing. You know what I mean? And they may have already been taken up by somebody else and marking somebody else, and that's why they didn't do it. And it comes back to Juan, but mm-hmm. again, yeah, it's. I'm not opposed to you know fullbacks playing that inverted midfield role because we've seen it work at the highest level, but you got to have that communication and rotation, and we see it up top. We don't necessarily see it as much in our midfield in the back, but. Well, usually when you see Ruan kind of go on his attack, you see Caesar dropping the Caesar, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> I, I I like I don't know if I want to say Cesar or Caesar, so Cesar, I, just, I combine Araujo. the two. Araujo. You see him suck in for Ruan and pause. <laughs> no, that's no. a bean. That's no. a bean. No, that's a bean. No, that's a bean. Two to one. Take the bean. Actually, give that's me the horse shit. That's horseshit. That's horseshit. Well, I don't. You can either take it to the end or take it now. Continue your thought. Uh, that's horseshit for Ruan. Caesar sucking for one. That's where you were. <laughs> Caesar drop into the midfield or the, I don't into even the know middle. What that is. Oh no! Cappuccino or a stink bug? Fuck off. Toasted march. Oh, to- yeah. Toasted marshmallow or stink bug. God bless. That one, the middle one. Fuck off. We like to eat beans with Dave because Dave is our mate. This and when we eat beans, why are you giving the can to me? And when we eat beans, he gets it down in eight. Well, stink bug. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that. What do you mean? That was probably just straight shit. Are we gonna? Are we allowing that? Okay, we we'll know we can't allow that. Can't. That's horse no shit. double standards because we made Bryce take one for spitting yeah. it out. I don't care. I'm not taking another one. Oh, I that's can smell shit. your breath. Yes. Ooh. That's how bad it is. You giving him I a break care. after that? Give me another one. No, fuck no. you. No, yes. Fuck you. I'm not. No. <laughs> no. Brush your teeth. Go mm-hmm. get some toothpaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. Find toothpaste and take it. Then I'll allow I'll do it. That. Oh, my. Ew. That sucks, dog. Either he smells like ass, and nah. I didn't notice it until now, or it's your breath. Probably got to be that, bro. Oh, my. Um, all right, so you want to get into the final top two, bottom one? Uh, yeah, let me – well, actually, no. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, you go ahead while he finds his beans. There's just no more toothpaste. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so bottom one. Uh, oh, wait, wait. That's another stink bug and toasted marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> bottom one. Um, it's going to have to be Junior. Oh, <laughs> switch the camera. All right. Go ahead. You can't spit this one out. <laughs> well, that's got to be a good one, yeah? No? You can't spit it out. You got to swallow it. Just send it. Tutti frutti. Oh, all right. Cut this like ass, bitch. All right. And we're back to Orlando City Fan TV podcast. Cool. So, um, bottom one's going to have to be... How do you not know the difference between Tutti Frutti and Stinky Socks? They all taste like ass. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the toothpaste, because it's strong. <laughs> like, jelly beans in general just taste like shit. <laughs> Have you made a decision? No, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to Stinky Socks, so we're moving on to your top two, bottom one. All right, so I'll start with bottom one. Uh, it's going to have to be Junior. Um... Didn't have a necessarily bad performance, but it was one of those where it's like there were multiple times when he had the opportunity to just make the easy pass and retain possession and lost the ball. Yes, his drive to win that ball back was great, but it's always there, yeah. just don't lose it in the first place. Just maintain possession. Um, top two. Um, honorable mention is going to go to Facundo and Pato because they're both just class and part of the reason that we are where we are. Um, Pedro doesn't make that save. This game is a different story. Mm -hmm. So Pedro's my first top. Um, deserves to be in it every week just for his performances in and out. We're starting to see form Orlando City Pedro come out, I think, and it's great. Like, as we were saying it, like he hasn't been like his best form for us all season. But he's still having a phenomenal season. But <clears throat> we're starting to see it come out. Mm -hmm. And then the man, the myth himself, Cesar Araujo. Uh -huh. Araujo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> try to try to say that one too quick, and then the last words, just letters, just. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the top for me with the brace and the defensive performance that he put in there. It's just a menace. There's not much more to be said. Build him a statue. Yep. The, action, the, fact, the passion that he brings to that midfield, unrivaled. All right, keep going. Might as well get yours. Yep. Um, bottom one. Fuck. I don't even know who to go. Like, our lowest rated player is Pedro, mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense, but that's a fat-ass no. Um, All right, you're taking your time. I'm going. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> my lowest rated player is Tesho. <laughs> I don't even know if he, he did. He hit the field. I don't think yeah, so. for a little bit, oh, I think. He did? he did. I think for a little bit. I don't know. He just looked like shit warming up. So, fuck him. Every time I see him warming up, I'm just like, please, just I don't want to <laughs> see you on the field. Because like I think relatively around the board, we had a really good performance. So I don't want to discredit anyone. And so that's just kind of he's he's like he's just the scapegoat at this point. <laughs> like if there's something that's shit, you just pin it on him. So there you go. Um, top two, Caesar, Brace. Tesho came on in the 85th, so it's fair. Fuck he got playing. He got playing. I'm yeah, no, I, I, I see you. I'm not talking about you. I'm like, I don't fuck off. I don't want to see him on the field. Oh, heard. That's what the fuck off was about. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Caesar, two goals. I said it time in, time again. He doesn't get the credit that he should get. And we see, we saw it on Wednesday with the two goals, which were completely deserved. Um, my second one, like you said, if Pedro doesn't make that save, we are in a bad place. Um, I don't know why he's at a 6.3 on foot mob, but I don't, he, like, even for the goal, it's just a good finish. So I don't see, like, where they dock the points from. So yeah. there's my top two. Only place I can see see points being docked from is maybe passing. Maybe if you had a bunch of long balls and then they weren't quote-unquote accurate. I, I think you probably had a couple of them, but that's the only place that I can see them being docked. 
Um, bottom one, I could go down the Tesho route, but I go in junior or so. I'm green with Kanata on this one. Him in the attack just is not it right now. Hasn't been for about 90% of the season at this point. I know at one point... I about the shot on yeah, the top shot. of the box. That shit was so bad. He was almost <laughs> wide open. I believe one of the screenshots was yeah. actually his shot. And I even I yelled at him to shoot. Anybody, any professional footballer sitting at the top of the box wide open like that needs to take the shot. And then he <laughs> he just <laughs> rolled it to the it. opposite. Yes. <laughs> rolled on the ground the whole way. Uh, right about where the six meets the goal line. And it was possibly... No, I can't say that. It was a terrible shot. I was going to say it was his worst of the season, but there's no. No, when you literally are on top of the six and the ball shoots over the top of the post, that's worse. When you put yeah. it in the second level, yeah, it's bad. Um, so I'm going him bottom one. Honorable mention to bottom one is Tesho. Uh, top two. I want to throw Pedro in there because he made that save, but I'm also going to honorable mention him. I feel like him and or a defender is always in the bottom or sorry not bottom top two but when you have an offensive performance as we had i feel like both of them have to be the top two saying that i'm giving one of the spots to a cdm <laughs> in caesar araujo uh, he played better than our strikers scored two goals man of the match performance in literally any game you will ever see uh he said he's finally getting the credit he deserves when you score goals, that happens. When you're playing as a CDM and you just make tackles that uh, that prevent attacks from the other side, you're not going to get that credit. So it's nice for him to get that credit and see the passion um, that he showed after he scored that f his first goal. Can't remember his celebration on the second goal, but the first one was the passion was you could see it ridiculous. Um, second one, I'm going with Facundo. Had a goal and an assist playing on the left side. Uh, he stayed awake when he scored his goal, which is what you want to see because Red Bulls fell asleep. We stayed awake, and he got rewarded for that. Uh, sent it right side of the pitch, right side of the pitch, right side of the goal. English is hard. Um, yeah, uh, so it's just an attacking attacking kind of day. What are you laughing at? I can still taste this thing, Bob. He's just over there like... <laughs> it still tastes like shit. So, all right. Well, we play who Sunday? DC. <laughs> all right. Well, time to wake up, Wayne Rooney. DC, you're not even a real state. Get the fuck out of here. But it's time for us to embrace fully Orlando City versus everybody. We're the bad guys going into this cup. Everybody in the world wants to see Sacramento win. Fuck your Cinderella story, bitch. Not going to happen here in Orlando. September 7th. You'll see what Disney World really about. About good English. In fact, shout out the wall for that god-tier atmosphere on Wednesday. That shit was amazing. Yeah, Two people, unnamed band from the, from the stadium for two years. Bit unlucky if you ask me. U.S. Uh, uh, Open Cup fixed that shit. Y'all better fix that shit. Reverse the ban. Hashtag reverse the ban. Um, no one got hurt. Nothing. Yeah. No projectiles on the field. And if it is, and if it is Orlando City, that's poor. It's very poor. Yeah, they got to abide by the rules or else they're going to get well, that's trouble. But that's what I'm saying. If it is their decision to make that and solely their decision, that's a poor move in my opinion. All stems from fucking Don Garber. Yeah, fuck that guy. We'll see you September 7th. Ooh, see him out on the pitch. Maybe there will be projectiles thrown at him there. Hopefully not. We're not condoning Don't anything. Don't throw projectiles at Don Garber inside the stadium. There you go. But in the few seconds you see him outside the stadium making his way to his car or whatever he's riding in, we're not saying do it, but don't not do it. I'm Tell not saying I off. didn't. I, I'm not saying I know the guy that's going to deflate his tires, but I may know the guy that's going <laughs> to deflate his tires. He might be drunk. He might. <laughs> he might slash them instead of deflate them, but I don't, I'm not saying I know the guy. I definitely don't know him, but I heard of him. He might not usually sit next to you. No, no. But. No. I've heard of no. him. I've heard of him. I know he sits in the section, the area around where I 
kind of hang out. So yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, <laughs> Gosh, if he ends up and go- <laughs> if he actually goes and does that, I'm fucked. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. <laughs> or if Alan Chapman somehow manages to come back, dude. If Alan Chapman finds a way to officiate that match, I boycott <laughs> everything about that match because I don't think I could safely step in that stadium. Bro, we had flashbacks because somehow, of course, the one game he's in charge of, Sacramento Sporting Kansas City. Somehow manages to go to PKs. You know he was having, like you, you know what happens. He was like keeper comes off his line early. Here we go again. You can see the stress on that man's <laughs> he face. He said no, no. At one point, wasn't he like fucking? Come on, get yeah. Like, you get saw, I think, ball, it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just was not <laughs> wanting to go through that shit again. I find it funny that he was in another knockout penalty scenario and and the keeper came off his line, but yeah. fuck him. He, hopefully he's not there September 7th. Hopefully it's someone else, anyone else, not Ted Uncle, not Victor Rivas, not Fotis Bazakos, a.k.a. Borat. Borat. What a fucking Sagev. FIFA-accredited ref. That'd be nice. We're, I believe they were wearing FIFA patches. Give me fucking Michael Oliver. No, Mike Dean come out of retirement. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I take Michael Give Oliver. Give me Pierluigi oh. Colina. Yep. That's, That's who we need. That's fair. All right. Well, once again, fuck your Cinderella story. Yeah. Fuck the underdogs. No one fucking cares about Sacramento. Y'all just want to see us lose. They're already on our TikTok. They've already, they're already commenting. Yeah. So they've arrived. Well, I got something for you. Fuck your Cinderella story, bitch. You're coming to Disney trying to use that as your little, your, your thing. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, I know you all went through who? Galaxy? And now... Galaxy, SKC, and one other MLS team. So, Galaxy was a good game. They did actually play well that. But you guys just so happened to be the team that was less shit last night. So, that's why you went through. So, see you September 7th. Um, I'm hoping we have another game like we just went through. Um, I guess we'll find out. It is about time to wrap up this episode. So, as always, follow us on Instagram at OCFanTV, on Twitter at OCFanTV22. Whoever's got at OCFanTV, give us a username, please. Nobody cares about your Jason Christ murder mysteries. Give us Clearly a not with please. your five followers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then, uh, what was it, TikTok at OCFanTV. Look out for fan racks in the next probably – well, this is going to go out Should, tomorrow. Yeah. Mo- either this podcast is coming out the same day as FanRax or, uh, you know. Um, Check them out. FanRax soon. Thank you to everybody that did come out this time. That was great. I mean, we're truly, like, humbled. You know, it's it's an honor to be over there to be able to collect these reactions and you guys to trust us to be able to collect these reactions. So, I mean – I know I speak for these guys, but thank you for coming out week in and week out. It, it does truly mean a lot to us. Yeah, I think we've we're not can't say that we've surpassed the point to where we have the amount of people that, that follow us on social media and stuff. To where I know I thought we'd never get even close to these numbers. So for us to be there and for me and you guys and Bryce to see that it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean. We don't. We've never done this before, but let's go ahead and do it. I think we're sixty followers, fifty followers away from five hundred on the Twitter. Mm, um, I know we're number. we're closing in, but let's see. Let's see if we can, you know, share this out to stuff. Get the get the word out there, and we're get us close on TikTok too. Yeah, let's fifty four followers away from five hundred on Twitter. So let's see if we can get to five hundred followers on Twitter before uh, the Open Cup game. Open Cup final. Oh, we're well, we're four ninety four on TikTok. So we can def- followers. So we can definitely do it on TikTok. Let's mm-hmm. do it on. Let's hit 600 on TikTok before then. Yeah, let's 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 hit 600 on TikTok and 500 on Twitter before the Open Cup match, man. Let's let's, see. let's share it out there. Let's share the content. You all know you love it. We're at 243 on Instagram. 300. 300. 300. Let's get let's get it let's get it popping. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping it up. How does a stink bug go? It was Stinkbug, right? Yeah. yeah what does the Stinkbug say? It was shit. You know what else is shit? Sacramento. Fuck off. So is DC. If it's Wayne Rooney's first game, managing them, 
I'm gonna have PTSD, but he can also fuck off. Fuck your shit-ass club. Fuck your shit-ass club. Not Orlando City. I'm talking about Arsenal and United. I don't think you can fuck say that to me anymore. Fuck your shit-ass club, too, you little bitch. I don't think you can say that to me anymore. Fuck, who camera? What? Dude, I, don't, I honestly don't think you could say that to me anymore. Preseason friendly, get over it. No, you haven't beaten us in how many matches? Bro, we beat you at the beginning of the season. Yeah, against our team that doesn't even exist it's anymore. Been a Congratulations. Singular, regular season match. That you beat us in in the past three years. Congratulations. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Subscribe, uh, like, follow, um, notification bell, rate, five star. Good night. Buy us coffee.